Oh, it's nice to see you all tonight and a special welcome to some alumni faces I see out there and I think there's some parents out there. Um, it's good to see you all. We uh, typically uh, have a message, a Bible message, we'll have a brief message tonight because we do have some special things planned. Um, Psalm 66, uh, verse 16, says this, Come and hear, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. And tonight, uh, we continue a long uh, PCF tradition of hearing our graduating seniors share testimonies of how God has been at work in their lives during their years uh, here as students. And that word testimony is, of course, familiar to all of us. Uh, Christians uh, use it in a particular way. Uh, we talk about a testimony to refer to usually our own personal story of how we came to believe uh, in Jesus as Lord and Savior, and uh, also when we share how God has uh, worked in our lives as a result. Um, that English word testimony and uh, also our English word witness you might not know, they both come from the same root in uh, the Greek language, the language of the New Testament. Now, to bear witness or, uh, well, to bear witness is to testify uh, or to give testimony uh, to something that you've seen or heard or experienced. And that's significant for us as Christians because one way for us to think about uh, the Christian faith is uh, as a response to testimony. In scripture, uh, and of course this is true in life, all of life, there is a concern for truth and, and for distinguishing between uh, what is true and what is false, uh, which often depends upon witnesses giving testimony. Uh, the ninth of the 10 commandments condemns bearing false witness against your neighbor. Uh, to do so is to do great harm to your neighbor, to, to wrong them seriously, and also to violate the, the nature and character of God himself. So to guard against that kind of harm from giving false witness, uh, the Old Testament law required that legal matters uh, be settled by a minimum of two or three witnesses. And the critical question uh, with regard to Jesus is, can I trust him? Is the testimony about Jesus credible? Is it sufficient? Uh, is it reliable? Can we believe Jesus? Uh, many of you know that C.S. Lewis famously argued that we face a choice among three options with respect to Jesus. Either he was a lunatic, he, he was insane, he was crazy, or he was a liar, a deceiver, or he is Lord. And the New Testament writers uh, are well aware that this question is central. And so they continually point to the numerous witnesses to Jesus. So for example, in his gospel, uh, the Apostle John makes much, uh, in the opening chapters particularly, of the testimony of John the Baptist. Uh, he, he quotes John the Baptist as saying, uh, for example, I have seen and have borne witness, I've given testimony 
that this Jesus is the son of God. In his gospel, John uh, also records a remarkable speech of Jesus in chapter five, in which he cites no fewer than, than five witnesses to his own identity. First, Jesus points to his own testimony. Then he, he cites again John the Baptist's testimony about him. Then uh, he refers to God's testimony uh, at his baptism. This is my beloved son. Then he points to the testimony of his miraculous works. And finally, he points to the testimony of the scriptures themselves. Christians believe that the ultimate witness to the identity of Jesus is his resurrection from the dead. And so it comes as no surprise that the apostles preached the centrality of this event and cited frequently the many people, including themselves, who were eyewitnesses of it. Again, think of John in his first letter. He, he begins it this way. He says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, concerning Jesus, that life was made manifest, the word became flesh, and we have seen it. We testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you. We can have great confidence tonight, brothers and sisters, that Jesus was neither a lunatic nor a liar, because we have such strong, such varied witnesses, all agreeing to, all affirming his identity as the very Son of God. And so we believe Jesus because of the testimony of others. But we also believe Jesus because he himself is the uh, we might say par excellence, he is the faithful and true witness. That's how he describes himself in Revelation chapter 3. Uh, our confidence is in Jesus. He calls himself the faithful and true witness. Because in Jesus, Colossians says, all the fullness of God dwells in bodily form, we can be assured tonight that Jesus is the ultimate witness to the very character of God by his words, by his life in his sacrificial death on the cross for our salvation. We can be assured tonight that Jesus is, is a witness who always tells the truth because he is the truth. We can be assured tonight that Jesus is a witness who is utterly reliable and trustworthy. During his trial, Jesus said this, to Pilate, to, for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. But Jesus finally also calls us, you and me, to bear witness. After his resurrection, Jesus commissioned his disciples to be witnesses to what they had seen and heard and become convinced of, to what they knew to be true, that this man, Jesus, is both Lord and Christ, that he is the Savior of the world. And they did just that. So convinced, so courageous 
have been believers in Christ from the first days until now, that many have been willing even to die rather than to remain quiet or to renounce their testimony. As a result of their testimony, even unto death, that Greek word witness, martyr, took on a new meaning. And it's now entered English uh, for centuries as a loan word for one who suffers death for their faith, martyr. Jesus calls us also who have believed in him, who have received the forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name, who have experienced the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God, the gift of his spirit. Jesus calls us tonight to be his witnesses, to tell others what God has done for us with boldness and with conviction. We are all encouraged in our walks with Christ. We're encouraged as followers of Christ and are strengthened and assured in our faith, I certainly have been, by the testimony of others, by the great cloud of witnesses the writer to the Hebrews speaks about who have gone before us. And we ourselves join with that great cloud of witnesses in giving testimony that Jesus is faithful, that Jesus is true, that Jesus is Lord. Tonight, we have this joy, we have this privilege of hearing uh, testimony from three beloved saints uh, reflecting upon God's gracious work in their lives. Come and hear, the psalmist says, all you who fear God, and I will tell you, I will tell you what he has done for my soul. Amen. <laughs> 